how will you be remembered? How intentional are you with building what you're leaving behind? It is every CEO's desire. And some would even say their obligation to leave a clear, dynamic, and long-lasting legacy. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. With our fellow Howard University Bison, Chadwick Boseman passing away just two years ago on August 20th, 2020, we want to honor him today, his life, his legacy, with this special episode that we're bringing to you. In our coaching, we're going to bring up the concept of legacy, building your legacy. How will you be remembered? How intentional are you with building what you're leaving behind? It is every CEO's desire. And some would even say their obligation to leave a clear, dynamic, and long-lasting legacy. Although many have been successful, many have had great careers, but not all have left a clear, defined legacy. It's not easy to follow in good footprints. I know when uh, Steve Jobs, when he passed away, it wasn't easy to fill his shoes. Many people thought the CEO wasn't doing a good job. (laughs) So sometimes the legacy has shoes that are too hard to feel. But don't wait until you are close to your own deathbed to leave a legacy. I'm telling you right now, every member in our audience that listens to this episode, you can leave a legacy. You know, there are many millionaires, even some billionaires who build schools. They build big communities. They do a lot of nonprofit work. They even start a nonprofit in their name in hopes that people build a what? Statue of them, name a school after them. Maybe they donated $100 million to a university or even maybe put a street sign after them. Whatever that may be, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be a millionaire or billionaire. You don't have to retire and travel the world to do good deeds. You can start today. And today, my identical twin brother, Dave, and I are going to show you ways that you, yes, you can build a legacy. David? Dan, I do appreciate this topic and the fact that we are diving into this. It's an area that often is not addressed when you're working with clients but it's one that needs to be talked about. It's one that you have to consider, especially when you think about getting later on in your life, when you think about the years of building an organization, the years of building a company, then you wanna look back and say, did I do a great job? Did I build it to where I can be proud of that? And so that's why I want people to understand that legacy building can be hard work. But the point of this is to be able to say, are we leaving something behind that can be built upon? Are we leaving something behind that we can be proud of? Something that goes beyond just saying, I have a nice memory of my boss, or I have someone that was leading me that was likable. 
what should a CEO's legacy be like? What should we think back to when we remember that person's name? And so I want everyone to know one thing here. Whether you are intending to or not, you're going to have a legacy. It could be good. It could be bad. But will it be the one you desire? And that's really the question that we have to address and one we're going to talk about in this episode. So, Dan, it's no surprise that a lot of leaders that we've had, even in modern times, have fallen because of mistakes that they've made. One bad decision here, one bad decision there, or one bad post online here. And it leaves them in a position where they're either going to have to defend it, they have to overcome it, and some don't recover at all from that. And so it's important to say, what are you going to be known for? I want people to avoid that trap of trying to look good. I want people to avoid that trap of trying to do the temporary, we're right here, right now, and start thinking 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road and say, what will we be known by? There may not be a statue in your name. There may not be a library named after you. But what will your family, what will your friends, what will people that really know you be able to say about you and what you've built? So I believe it goes beyond strategic planning. Yes, some of you listening to the episode, you need to revisit your time with your accountant, your financial planner, with your lawyer. These things are important, but I wanna talk about going beyond the KPIs. I wanna talk about going beyond just the corporate executive plans that you put together. I wanna talk about building a legacy that's gonna last for a long, long time. So Dan, this is what I wanna to cover today. So as we're thinking about how to answer this question, and we're thinking about how to make sure that we're building a legacy, a couple of things come to my mind, and I want to start off with what we started in the beginning. We talked about uh, Chadwick Boseman, a fellow Howard University graduate, which we are grateful that he also went to Howard University along with us. He went a little bit later than we are. We're a little bit older, but I want to talk a little bit about his work, his character and the impact in the acting industry and on the educational system at Howard University that he has had as well. Boseman received not, only, not one, but two Screen Actors Guild Awards a Golden Globes Award, a Critics' Choice Movie Award, among many other accolades. He was also posthumously nominated for an Academy Award and Primetime Emmy Award. So the impact he has had with so many incredible films include 42, Marshall, Get Up, Get On Up, and four MCU productions with the iconic role of T'Challa in the Black Panther. Do you guys remember that movie? How awesome that was? So let's talk about Alfred Nobel. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't know his first name. They only know the last name, right? Because of the award that's named after him. And this is what I found quite interesting. Alfred, a Swedish chemist, engineer, inventor, businessman, and philanthropist, right? You can't just be one. You have to be a thousand. Uh, now, he's perhaps best known for leaving his fortune to establish what has become known as the Nobel Prize. Although he has made incredible contributions to science, he's most famously known for the invention of dynamite. Now, the story goes that after reading an obituary condemning him as a war profiteer, Nobel was inspired to be known for something else. And the Nobel Prize Institution was created, which would annually be recognized that those who conferred to the greatest benefit to humankind. So what could we have been known as just being destruction, right? Dynamite is now become known as peace via a peace prize. And that is the reason why this has been a great legacy to leave behind. Let's think of the great Serena Williams. And I don't yes. know if you guys have been keeping track of what's taken place lately. 
she just recently lost in the third round. And we believe that this is going to be her last grand uh, major championship run that she's going to have. And when I think about her, a lot of the athletes, he talk, Pete Sampras said this the other day. I know that uh, Blake also said this as well, that they, those two individuals were great tennis players in their yeah. own right. And some people say Pete Sampras was, a, was probably the best hardcore tennis player ever. But when you think about those two, they, they called her the GOAT in their generation, right? The greatest of all time. Now, we're not going to get into the John Mackerel and all that other stuff that he said. But in reality, he said that she was his number one best female tennis player of all time. He had said that as well. Now, a lot of times we think about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. We think about Michael Jordan. Some people are debating now LeBron James or even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all that other stuff. I, we think that's great. But what is the impact that people are leaving behind? We think about Steve Jobs. A lot of people have Apple products out there. I know my brother and his family, they're Apple fans. His wife, his kids, everybody, they have Apple products. Um, and so in my family, we're split. We're half and half, right? My wife has the Android side of the house. I have the Apple side of the house. And so I do have a MacBook. I do have an iPhone. I do have an iPad. Uh, but I also have, have an XPS 13. I also have a, uh, a, a HP um, uh, Elite book as well. And the reason why I have all these different laptops and different systems is because of the people that I work with. But Steve Jobs, when he left, he left and made a huge impact in the tech space. Huge impact. Everybody was on Blackberries. They felt like they actually had to have a QWERTY keyboard on that they were working with. And he said, no, I'm going to take an, uh, all the music that was in an iPod, I'm going to put it in the phone, and I'm going to make the phone a touchscreen, and I'm going to make it small, and people are going to love it. And that has just taken off. It has just taken off, right? So, David, we think about other people like Albert Einstein. And everybody always refers back to Albert Einstein. If you're a physicist, if you're a mathematician, you always go back to math, uh, Albert Einstein. If you're doing good care work around the world in India or anything else, we always think about Mother Teresa. If yeah. we're thinking about how to unite people, of all people, that whether they be black or white or Asian, Latino, it doesn't matter, all people, we think about MLK, right? When we think about um, Nelson Mandela to be locked up in prison for so long to be to come out and unite a nation. When we think about uh, Barack Obama being nominated, he actually was nominated for Nobel Prize as well. So people don't realize that. And when I think about all these individuals and the work that they've done, I'm thinking to myself, wow, they're famous people. What about me? What about just what can I do? How can I leave a legacy? It's just, just little old me. I'm not a world leader. I'm not a president. I'm not somebody who has marched the streets to the Capitol. I'm none of those things. So, David, what are some of the negative legacies, actually, since we talked about some of the great people who did positive legacies, what do you think are some of the negative legacies uh, from your perspective? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, Finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. 
Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Dan, that's a great question. And there are quite a few that we could talk about and touch on. And as I mentioned earlier, that leaders need to be aware that a single bad decision can destroy or tarnish their legacy. Whether we want to or not, we're building something. And it could be perceived as good. It could be perceived as bad. But I think it's important to note that we've got to build. And there have been some who have, through from various reasons, whether they're covering up a crime, whether they're involved in some type of scandal, or maybe there was a misjudgment, have led to incredibly damaging legacies. Think about Richard Nixon, who paid the ultimate price for his error in judgment. We talk about one of the other presidents of our country here, James Buchanan, who under his leadership, or lack of leadership, I should say, led to the South succeeding from the Union and thus began the Civil War. He didn't want to address or deal with slavery. Lloyd Lachlan, something a little bit more recently because I now have children in college and the whole college scandal. I sat there and I kept thinking to myself, why would someone who has all that money have to go through all this extent to try to manipulate and navigate a system for their kid that they could just easily write a check for? It's, it's interesting how things happen and how legacies can be destroyed. People might bring up Bill Cosby. People bring up different uh, leaders like the CEO, former CEO of Enron. All these things happen. But Dan, you and I did an episode well, we talked about the decision of one CEO who will go down as one that I believe will be known for someone who has a terrible legacy. It doesn't mean he can't change it, but terrible. We covered an episode about former CEO Better.com, Vishal Garg. You remember, he fired over 900 employees over a Zoom meeting. He actually said, if you're on this call, you're part of the unlucky group who's being laid off. He laid off all these people and he actually said on the zoom call your your employment is terminated effective immediately i mean talk about not being personal talk about the lack of sensitivity and empathy this is terrible this is not what you want to build in terms of your legacy i remember even changing industries after 21 years as a full-time minister and coming into uh, the business corporate world and thinking to myself, I, I don't want to be known as the greatest minister ever. I now just want to be known as the greatest dad, the greatest husband. And I wanted my legacy to be built differently. I didn't want to be known as that guy. I wanted to be known as my dad or my husband. I want that to be what I was known for. So, Dan, when you think about some of those negative, what I would call legacies, we have to believe that it's not too late to turn around a tarnished legacy or to turn around a legacy that if that person were to leave, that their final print, their final mark would be, be taken as negative because I love stories of comeback. I love stories of redemption. I love hearing about people who have fallen on the face, have picked themselves back up. And as you mentioned in the very beginning, we shouldn't wait till we're almost done with our life. 
done with our story to say, now let's do good. We could do it right now when we have the chance. We could turn things around and build a great legacy. So that's some of my thought, Dan. Don't we love comeback stories? Don't we love stories of redemption? Don't we love hearing about people building legacies for the right reason? Yes, David, that's so good. And I'm glad that you brought that up. We can actually turn things around. And it's never too late. Yeah. I think about so many great movies that inspire us, right? We see people who are down and out. They fight through their own insecurities. They fight through the demons in their mind and they become successful. They achieve and we root for them along the way. And the reason why we root for them because it reminds us of what we go through every day. That sometimes we, we have it hard. Sometimes we have it difficult and then we have to push through. It reminds me of Rudy in Notre Dame and the guy just like, yeah, you're never going to play. You're never going to play. And then the impact, the lasting legacy for a series, this one series, that's it. And everybody knows it forever, right? So we think about those things. And so it doesn't matter where you're at today. It just does not matter. You don't have to be nearsighted and focus on only short-term gains. You can share and you can change and you can make an impact and so you can definitely change your legacy. You can be a dad who did who messed up. And you know what? You can still make an impact in your kid's life. You can still leave a great legacy in their hearts and their minds. Do not stop. So I want to let our audience know, please do not stop. Keep moving yeah. forward. Keep trying hard. We even think about um, th there was a governor in uh, California. Now, sometimes you didn't understand his English that well. But he went on to create some of the best movies in the world for a former bodybuilder. And how did he get to America? If you guys haven't seen his story, that, that's quite impactful as yeah. well. So there's so many great examples. And I love the example even of Chad Bozen we talked about. You can always make, it, make a great impact in someone's life. You have to start now. So David, let's talk about some exercises or ways leaders can address where their legacy currently may be and then how they can focus on building it. How can they build the legacy that they want? That's a great point, and I love that we're going to engage in this because by now, anyone listening to this program is probably going to start thinking to themselves, okay, great stories of example, or great examples rather, bad examples. I want to be able to build a great example. I want to build a great legacy. Okay, what are some ways to go after it? What are some exercises we could do to reveal and expose and highlight areas that we could focus on to build positive legacies? And so I want to address five of them, Dan, we can probably go back and forth and talk about these, but you've you and I have talked about different exercises and how they don't have to be complex. And I'll tell one, tell our audience one that I think is so important, so valuable one to try. And you could do this with a, your peer group of CEOs, uh, fellow business leaders that you are intertwined with and maybe one of your networking groups, but why not take some time and actually write your own eulogy? You know, I, I've done so many funerals and I've delivered so many messages and I've interviewed family members to get insight about that person that passed away. I've done research on them. And then when I give the eulogy, when I'm up there speaking, I want everyone in that room to go, wow, that truly is that person. And so what I would say is write your own eulogy. If you were to sit down and write out what you wanna say about yourself or what you want remembered about you, what would you say about yourself? And then here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, Dan. Ask yourself, are you living like that right now? And if you're not, 
then you're likely not building the type of legacy that you really want at the end of your life. That you really want when you're thinking about transferring your business over or having your business bought out. Or when you think about a succession plan, write to your own eulogy and see what happens. Now, I, I will say one quick thing about this. I have one, one, one story I heard about a, a coach or a company that did this with their executives. And they actually went to a funeral home and they had people lay inside casket. <laughs> and then they got out and said, write down your eulogy. Now, that's a little bit of a pressure point right there. I don't know if I could do it that way. But I think the exercise in and of itself is such a great point to say, am I living like the way I want to be remembered? Well, David, I think for me, this is Danny to our audience, that would be, I don't know if I would be inspired by that. I don't know if I would be freaked out or scared about that. But it does put it into the right perspective, right? You have to start living like that right now. And so I want to follow up with the second part because I think it's going to really add on to that is thinking about your future self. We've seen a lot of interviews where people say, if you can go back in time, yeah. what would you tell your future self? I mean, if you can go back in time, what would you tell yourself in the past so that your present would be better? Or what advice would you give? Or what recommendations would you give? Uh, I want to tell people, thinking about, we can't go back in the past. We just can't. But we can impact the future. So imagine your future self. Think about yourself five years down the road, maybe 10 or even 20 years down the road. So interview yourself. What will you ask? What will you ask? And a, little, a lot of times people say, well, pick this stock. <laughs> it's going to take off, right? That, the past. But your future self is saying, hey, if I can interview myself in the future, what will I say? What kind of impact did we make? Did we live an impactful life? Were our children well off? Did they get married and have great kids? Was my wife and I happy? I mean, what would you, what would you ask yourself? You have five minutes in the room to sit down and interview yourself, your 20, 20 years in the future, your future self. What will you say? You got five minutes. And I think for me, it was like, hey, was I remembered? Did we, did we make an impact in people's lives? What, what about my, my kids? How, how are they? Are they doing well? And my business, how is the business doing? Did I make an impact in my employees' lives? So I think that would be a great thing to add after the eulogy and you write it out and do the homework. Maybe go back and, and sit down and, and ask yourself, um, what would it be like if I could interview my future self as well? Yeah, that's a good point, Dan. And it's simple to say, I'm going to interview the CEO right now and talk about all their accomplishments in their life up to this point. But if you had to interview yourself, that, that's pretty powerful. And I'm glad you brought that up. Here's, here's one that I think would be interesting. And you might hear this concept of creating a bucket list. And when do you often hear it? Oh, it's when you're about to retire. It's at the end of your life or when you've had some life impactful event opens your eyes and realized, what am I living for? Well, many of us will look back and we remember this movie and, and it's interesting in this movie, there was uh, two characters, okay? They're both dying of terminal cancer. We know that this movie is interesting. It's called The Bucket List. Jack Nicholson, Morgan, Morgan Freeman were in it. And both these men had to share a room in the hospital and totally different lifestyles, but both had cancer, okay? And so somehow through this conversation of two men that were opposite sides of the world in terms of lives and everything else, they decided to go fulfill this bucket list, okay? And through all that, they end up in some ways healing each other. Now, I won't give the plot away. I mean, it's been a while, but since what, 2007? 
but one of them does pass away. The other one does not. One is cured. But it's interesting enough, when I say heal each other, they learn to enjoy the time they have. They learn to laugh. They learn to, to embrace the positive things that are going to happen. And so they want to create this bucket list of things they should do before they, quote, unquote, kick the bucket. And so what I would say is this. What's your bucket list? And as you think about your bucket list, I want you to think about two things. Ask yourself, number one, would there be any regrets? Would there be any regrets? And then in your creating your bucket list, the second thing I want you to ask yourself is, will there be anything undone or left unsaid? Okay, you're creating your bucket list, places you wanna go, things you wanna do, but will there be anything undone? Will there be anything left unsaid? Family member, you remember in the movie, it, it, there was a challenged relationship that Jack Nicholson had, and he had to go and try to resolve that. And yet you have this sense of, well, I don't wanna live in regret, so guess what? And they went skydiving, okay, crazy stuff. Then he climbed the mountain. You know, all these things happen. So an exercise that you may not want to do because you might think if I create a bucket list, that means I'm dying. No, how about just create a bucket list because you want to re redefine what's so important about life and why you should build the right type of legacy. I love that, David. I don't think we need to wait until we're um, in our deathbed to do a bucket list. I think we should start doing that now. And one of the things I love about this aspect is I think right now when it comes to the next aspect of a bucket list is really for me, it's all about, can you leave a video? Can you leave some letters? Can you leave uh, something for your children as well? So it could be for your employees. It could be for your children. doesn't matter. But one of the things I do love, and I know that not, not everybody may be a fan of certain things because there's so many data collection agencies out there, but sometimes Facebook will leave something nice and say, hey, three years ago, you said this. And I remember when Facebook had brought up something like, you know, our first podcast. I remember that. I thought that was kind of cool. It brought up our first podcast. And then I remember them um, bringing up something about uh, the day my daughter was born. My oldest daughter was born. And uh, I thought I started thinking about that. Wow, that's awesome. And so what I did when I saw that is my wife and I created a email account for both for our kids. And we didn't give them the password. And in the email accounts, every now and then we'll send them pictures and we'll send them a, a letter. And actually we had uh, the parent teacher night last week, or I mean this week, earlier this week. And in that parent teacher night, we actually wrote letters to our daughter in, her, in each of her classes. So when she comes to class, she'll see the letter that we wrote her. And one of the things I think about sometimes, and I, I, my heart just melts, I saw a couple of videos online and there was a dad that was... Uh, he was really young. Uh, when I say young, his daughter was young. And it's really touching because he was dying of cancer. His daughter was young. Um, and when I say young, you know, she was in middle school. She, she knew her father. Um, but he had created a, a video for his daughter. And he wanted his daughter to see that whenever she got married. And so we think about the fact that here she is on her wedding day and her father cannot walk her down the aisle. And she watches the video. And the father does not, it's not about him crying, complaining, and he didn't do it. It was all about being happy for his daughter and, and so grateful for the woman she's becoming. And said, I'm not, if you're watching this video, more than likely I wasn't there to give you away. 
but then just everything else was just a positive, happy message. She's going to remember that forever. And she's going to remember the good times with her father. She's going to remember everything she can think about in the past. And then from there, she is going to be an impactful mom and wife. And she's going to do everything she can to let her children know about her dad. That's not there. And so that is a great way to be remembered in a positive way. I know a lot of times there are business owners. And I've heard another story of a business owner who is, pass- who is passing away. And he wanted to leave his employees something positive. And he gave them all a check, a nice check, to tell them that he was grateful for them. And that without him, the business would not be where it's at today. And so we're not telling our whole audience, hey, look, you got to give us, give everybody a check that, that it works for you to make sure you have a great legacy. We're just giving you some great examples. And I think that for the, the father or the CEO, that they left these letters or left a video. I thought that was fantastic. I thought they were awesome. I've heard of dads writing letters every day to their daughters, every day, and just hiding it. And then hopefully, hopefully one day, they will present a box of letters to their to their their uh, his daughter, so that she can read it every day. Whenever you're sad, whenever you're depressed, I wrote you a letter to lift you up. So I just think that's awesome, David. What are your thoughts? Uh, I love that and. You and I both have daughters, so you know I'm already melting away just listening to this. And and God willing, I walk my daughter down the aisle. And I think about the concept of writing a letter or doing a video and saying, the person that knows me, the one that knows how much I love her, will this video reflect who I really am? Will she be able to know what I'm about, what I stand for? And our children know us. They see us more clearly than others. And you can't hide that. It's more about your actions, not just your words. And so I appreciate you sharing that. One thing I would like to share, and this is a fifth exercise, Dan, that I think is important to note. Any organizational leader can do this. We have what's called the corporate culture, organizational culture. That's in every organization. Whether you've defined it by your quote unquote core values and you put it all over the walls, you put it in all your literature, you put it in their email threads, it doesn't matter. It's what people walk away with understanding what your company's about. Are you reflecting who you say you really are? And so I would say if you could do anything, if you're leading an organization, you're leading a company, whether it's five employees or 5,000 employees, do a corporate culture assessment. Just do it. Revisit what people within your own organization say your organization's about and be willing to hear that, to listen to that, to take that in and make adjustments and changes if you need to, because this is impacting your, co- your, your legacy. So what is your corporate culture? Do you have a succession plan in place? Are you going to talk about leaving the door and exiting one day? What comes to mind if people were to be asked, no ramifications, no name on this, on this, on this uh, poll or, or survey we're taking? What do you think about CEO X? What do you think about... President Y, how are you going to be remembered? What is the corporate culture you're building? And so I think if you haven't done an assessment in a while, get that done every year. Make sure you're building to what you believe at the end of the day is the impact you want to have, not just in your community and society, but for your own legacy. Get a corporate culture assessment done. I think that to me is the simplest perhaps of all of these, 
but it could be one that if we are about our ego, we only think about what how we look, we're going to avoid this. And I think that that's some of the challenges I think, Dan, we've seen in leaders is at the end of the day, we're not always wanting to hear the truth about who we are. So you can't change if you're the reason why your company can't change. So be willing to do a corporate assessment and you're going to be able to see if you're building the right type of culture that at the end of the day will reflect in the impact you're trying to make. And trust me, if you want to sell that business, if you want to build that company to where you can move it into different divisions and you could do other things in the community, you want to build it with the right healthy culture. David, you and I have heard, I don't know how many times, many times, we've seen it online. People say, I didn't, I didn't leave my job because I didn't like what I did. I left my job because of my manager. And leadership can sometimes make the corporate culture toxic Mm. to where people leave. And I think that you made a great point that it's great to do a corporate culture assessment. It's so important to do that because you want to make sure that your employees feel like this is a very open, welcome environment that can actually build their skills up as well. Not a place where they dread going to work. Not a place where they, one mistake they know they can get fired. And I tell you, most of the time that I speak with people in the managed service provider space, the IT services space, the ISV space, the SI space, the number one reason why people leave those organizations is because of the corporate culture. Yeah. The number one reason. And I tell you what, the, the, that leader is leaving a legacy, but it's not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think uh, uh, as we include in our conversation with our clients, so we have conversations with our clients every day. And one of the things I think about when I think about our clients that they, they all want to scale their business. Yes. And that's what we do. We train, we coach, and we do the executive, executive coaching to train them to scale their business. And not scale it slowly, scale it dra- just really rapidly. But at the same time, they all need prizes. They all need public speaking training. Why? Because they're, they, even though they're the leader, they still have this fear when it comes to speaking. So we do all this work so that they can leave an impact. They can leave a legacy. And I'm so excited about that. I'm so, what I call, uh, encouraged to see the growth. Uh, I just on LinkedIn yesterday, a lot of our, uh, a lot of our graduates from the different programs that we have have been leaving messages of how they were really grateful for the program, how it's really made them, uh, what I call leave an impact in their own organization. They're hired, be able to hire more people, be able to scale their company, and so I'm really excited about all that. Now, when I think about legacy, it's important to improve the things that most really un- unlock the talent. That's just what I call latent in your organization. A leader that can bring up the best in all of his or her employees. I think about that. I think about the fact that they can build stronger foundations for the next person. I want the person who comes in after me to feel confident that they have all the tools, that they have all the system, the infrastructure, so they can do their job and then do it well and feel good about what they're doing. Not come on board and try to have to figure out what to do next. I want to leave them that. I think that's very important. When I think about building that capacity, when I think about building that development and bringing on great talent, right? We want to bring on great talent to the organization. I want them when I go, when I leave the room as a, as a leader, the other employee says, hey, man, this is a great company. I'm happy to have you here. Not, hey, dude, I'm just biting my time. I got to get out of this place, right? So that's the difference in building that standard, building that corporate culture. Are you as a leader setting the bar high enough? And are you doing your best to increase that as well. What does your turnover look like? 
What does your turnover numbers look like? What does it look like? Let's just be honest. Open up the closet. Are there more people leaving than coming? How long does it take for a person that you hire to become effective enough to produce at the same frequency, the same rate, the same efficiency, and to bring in the same amount of revenue as a person who just left? A lot of times, it takes a long time. It can take up to two and a half years, depending on the specialty that the person had, and that is very difficult to make up revenue-wise. So what kind of culture are you leaving behind at your organization? Have you created a culture where it's driven by value creation more than activity? I've been in many corporate cultures and I have to come in as a fractional CRO where the sales reps who had the highest numbers got promoted and they had the best activity, but they did not create an environment where other people wanted to be around them. They were very snotty. They were very um, privileged when it comes to why they were kind of cultured a certain way. And it, it just didn't make it right. When I look at all the numbers, yeah, that one person's doing well, but the rest of the numbers and the rest of the team are down. And my advice to the CEO at the time was, you got to let this guy go. No, but he's bringing in 45% of our revenue. If you let him go, everyone else will bring up the revenue. They'll catch up with them. And then eventually, you're going to scale your business even greater. That was a tough conversation to have. And I really felt that the CEO, when he saw that, he understood it. He made that hard decision. And I would have to tell you, 12 months later, that company has doubled its sales staff. They're doing so much better. So, you know, when I think about all these things, I think that is very valuable. I think it's very awesome. So, David, let's leave some practicals because I think that the audience here needs to understand what are some practicals? What are some exercises that they can do to make sure that they're leaving the right positive legacy, not necessarily a negative legacy? Dan, that's a great point and great question. As we're going through this, it just started getting me thinking about when we went to college together. For our audience, they may not know, but Dan and I were going to two separate universities. As a matter of fact, my twin was already completing a summer program at the university he was attending full ride scholarship. But he helped me move into my university and never went back. It was something about we just could not be apart we weren't ready to have legacies that were apart from each other. We wanted to build a legacy together. Well, that first year of school, uh, Dan, you remember, we had, there was an article about twins on campus, and we were on that cover of that, that magazine article with other two other set of twins, and talking about finding our identity on campus, being identical twins. You became the Mr. School of Engineering, okay? I became president of the International Business Society. We started doing things that, that the school had never seen happen on the campus before. And we could talk about bringing Asian languages on campus, you benefiting from getting a minor degree in, in Korean. We can talk about all our books and projects that we've been working on together. Of course, people know that they're watching and listening to our program that we produced our first book around our public speaking training. We've got another book coming out around our coaching and another book on our training side. What are we doing here? We're building a legacy. We may not have statues built on our names, Maybe we will one day. I don't know. But that's not what I'm doing this for. I, I believe we're doing this because we have a vision that God has put on our hearts. We have a vision that we believe strongly that we want our children to be able to see about who their parents were. And we want to have a legacy that's healthy, a legacy that's reflective of who we are and our core values. So I wanted to just share that. Now, here's some best practices to consider. Do those exercises we mentioned earlier. Those five exercises. Think about your peers Think about your C-suite group. 
Think about other business owners. Get with people and do this together. Don't just do it alone. It's more impactful when you have others. This is why coaching is so important. This is why you have to have other people that can hold you accountable to the things you say you want. So get these five exercises done. Plan for it. If you don't plan for it, they're not going to happen. Go ahead and set aside time and plan to do it. Another thing I would say is consider setting up a foundation. We had somebody close to us pass away a year ago, and we kept thinking about the impact this person made. And we didn't want it to be done with just their life passing. And so we've been discussing how do we start a foundation in that person's name? And that's what we're trying to build. Why? Because what that person was known for, we know that there are so many other people that could benefit from that. So we're going to be starting a foundation in that person's name. You can get out there and get involved in the community. What's the good work you could do? We've heard in the news that Jackson, Mississippi has no clean water. Not, people aren't able to, to shower. People aren't able to get drinking water. And so you, you see all these different organizations, leaders, they're just sending tons and tons of water, bottled water, trucks of water to make sure that those residents in that city have water. You could get involved. Philanthropic work. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's something down the street. It doesn't matter if it's something in your neighborhood. Figure out ways to get involved in the community and make an impact. We mentioned earlier, emphasize the right culture at your organization. Welcome thoughts, welcome ideas, promote excellence. Don't promote perfection. Don't make it about you. Empower the people in your organization. That's why that fifth exercise is so important because you have to empower the people that are working with you. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. I want to share two more things, Dan. Develop the right exit strategy. If you know you're leaving, if you know you want to move on, Get that exit strategy, prepare it, and let people around you know. You don't want to go, okay, guys, today's my last day. I'm gone, and you've left nothing. No plan, no way to move forward. People don't know what's going on. Oh, by the way, I, w- I just sold the company to this company. What, what is that about? If you're going to leave and you want an exit strategy, make sure people know what this is about. 
Make sure you're planning it. Give people the right time, appropriate amount of time. Make sure the infrastructure is solid. As Dan, I've talked about with our with the previous guests, your sales engine is there, your marketing plan is there, the processes are there, so that it can be a healthier organization after you've gone. A matter of fact, I think so many people worry about, well, if it gets better than what I have done, if it's even better than what I've accomplished, that means I'm a terrible leader. No, it means you set up an incredible organization that can only take off. We grew up when our parents say, you're going to have it better than us. That was their desire. I have children. You have children. We want our children to have better than what we've ever had. That's what it means to build a legacy. You want it to get better after you've touched it, not worse. And then here's the last thing I want to throw out there, Dan. You've got to become a great communicator. You want to build a legacy, build the right narrative. Build the right steps, the right process, the right tools, the right foundation so that you can be able to tell others what your life was about, what your business was about, what you got involved with is all about. So become a great communicator because that can help you to develop and establish a great legacy. Thanks for sharing that, Dave. And I really appreciate it. I think that the foundation has to be built just right because your legacy is going to be through your people. Yeah. Can you imagine a business that the owner did not set up a good foundation? She or he did not build up their people. And after three generations, because it was maybe there was their grandparents that started, then the father or the mother took it over, and then now they're running it. It just falls apart because they didn't do the right thing, which is building the right foundation and building the legacy through their people. So I'm going to ask our audience, what's your legacy going to be? You have to be intentional. You can't wait until you get in a hospital bed with another person with terminal cancer, do the bucket list. What is your legacy going to be? What actions can you take today towards your goals and towards the ability to build out your legacy? What can you do right now? What can you do right now? I want you to build something that will last beyond tomorrow, last beyond next year, but it will last for generations to come. I want you to build that. There's so many people today, now that they've gone out of college, they're done. They think I don't need to learn anymore. They don't think I need to train anymore. You want to build a legacy? Show your kids that you're still learning. You're still reading. You're still building yourself up to be a better person. If you want to leave a legacy on this life, continue to be a better person. Go after the training. Make yourself better. Build yourself up. There's a quote that Maya Angelou said, and I love, I just love her quote. It's so very powerful. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I want you guys to just remember that. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I want everyone to remember that. What matters most in your daily interactions isn't so much the specific actions that you take or the words you say that people remember the most, but somehow it's just how you made them feel. Listened to, ignored or included, maybe you've made them feel left out. Maybe you made them feel exhausted, amused. Maybe you made them feel big, or maybe you made them feel small. This is the essence of it. How are you making people feel when you are around them? Yeah. And I know so many times when I'm talking to people, I put that phone away. 
And I look at them in, the, in their eyes, my clients. I look my clients in the eyes. I want them to know that they are being listened to. And sometimes I'll repeat back what they said to get more clarification so they know I'm really listening in an active way, not a passive way. What's more, the feelings you elicit in others, they last. They last a long time. Sometimes the length of that person's life and sometimes the way you made them feel is what caused them to go and make a legacy to impact other people's lives. You don't have to be a billionaire to make an impact. You don't have to be a billionaire to leave a legacy. You just don't. It is about how can you make an impact in that person's heart, their mind, so that they can feel it. And then at the same time, they go and replicate it to somebody else. This is the way you are going to be successful and you're not going to be one of those individuals saying, man, I wish I would have, I could have. I really don't believe that that's going to be the case. So we talked about five things and we're going to close off right here. You need to write your eulogy. I know it's hard. It's very difficult to think about your death, but father time is never lost. Two things are guaranteed, right? In life, you, get, you will die. That, that is definitely something that's guaranteed. And of course, you know, everyone says, well, it's because everyone's being born once, right? You can be born, but no, you're going to pay taxes. <laughs> but uh, number one, really write your eulogy. This is the exercise they were talking about. Number two, imagine your future self. If you can interview your future self, what would you say? Yeah. And then number three, the bucket list. Think about the bucket list. Don't wait until you're in your deathbed. Start the bucket list and do it right now. Do it right now. Show your kids that you can actually enjoy life. You don't have to work so much that you can't enjoy life. I'm not talking about go, go fly around the world and look at all the wonders of the world. I am talking about enjoying what you have, right? And then number four, leave a letter, a letter or a video. I think that, I think that would be amazing for your employees, for your, for your children. I, I always found it great when I, when I left my last company, the CEO, the co-CEOs, um, wrote me a letter, an email. And my boss, who led all of marketing sales in the whole company, uh, said something great for me as well. And that is, that is amazing because I, I can always go back and look at that letter, right? It's so amazing. And the last thing that we talked about was the corporate culture. We know how dangerous it can be when people are at your organization, they leave because of a toxic environment. Make sure that you are leaving a legacy because you have developed the right corporate culture with the right infrastructure so that people can be able to, what I say, excel and you can leave the legacy through them. So we want to thank you so very much for joining my identical twin brother and I. We want to thank you so very much for allowing us to talk about leaving a legacy, to be able to remember two years ago the passing of our Howard University alumni member, our fellow Bison, Chadwick Boseman, and the work that he has done, all the awards that he has won, but yet he wanted to leave a legacy. Even when he had a, a, a terminal stage cancer, he still filmed. He never even spoke about all the negative effects and, and all the negativity about, oh, I wish I could have did this and that. He just maintained positivity all the way through. Yeah. And so we want to encourage everybody today in the audience you can leave a legacy, whether your mother, your father, a business owner, a leader in your business. You can always leave a legacy. Don't wait. Do the five exercises. Start today. And thank you very much for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram 
at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.